my name is Oscar. Yeah. I'm doing chapters five and six. Um, hey, it's um, me, Kai. I'm doing chapter seven. It's John. I'm doing chapter eight. And this is Ray. I'm doing chapter nine. Okay. So my question for chapter five is, what is the meaning behind uh, Paul making Rola eat the chocolate? Like, what's the symbolism behind that? Huh? So the symbolism behind Paul making the well, I think he was just like, he's well, Paul's a weird person, so I think he was kind of getting like aroused from her eating the chocolate, so he probably just gave the chocolate so he can get like some some feeling out of it because he's weird that's why I think because there's no really a meaning behind it I just think he did it to like you know yeah. kind of make friends with Lola so he can you know get in there yeah I, I agree with Caillou I thought uh, Paul just wanted to be in there with Lola he just wanted to be close with her and be around her so they could like build a relationship and start like seeing each other more I guess yeah I think it's like an awkward feeling like i think maybe he likes her or, or not i don't know but i think she wants to start the relationship with lola yeah he wants to start a relationship with yeah. Lola. Yeah. yeah yeah i don't have to kind of agree with that but he gives off a creepy vibe yeah creepy vibe like you know when you try to vibe a, when a stranger <laughs> gives you cash uh, and tries to uh, take a stranger's a giving you cash whoa something like that yeah yeah, that's like never that. happened to me. Okay. okay. Uh, the next question I have is why is Noah so mad about the word the force and how does that represent the fact uh, kind of like sibling relationship as a whole? Can you say it again? Uh, why is Noah mad about the force and how does that represent the sibling's relationship uh, as a whole? Um. I think she was like not like mad about she was more like because divorce is like I think they struggle with their family because of course their parents are separated and the little kids probably don't even know they might not know that their parents are separated or might not even know what divorce is I think they said that in the early yeah. chapters that they didn't know what it was so just mentioning it they don't Lola doesn't want them to think about that at a young age that's what I think yeah no, no kids when they're that young shouldn't like want to think about divorce so I think Lola's trying to like hide it from them until she actually knows what's happening more like so she can understand and she could break it to them instead of having somebody give the brutal honest truth to the twins yeah mine's pretty much the same as John like she's trying to like hide the truth maybe and protect the, the twins like they don't want them to know maybe the parents are divorced they just want they just want them to be happy they're not kind of sad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, now I'm going to do chapter six. Chapter six. Uh, my first question for chapter six is why uh, Emily sees Lola as her sister and why Brony is being mistreated by Lola in a way? I, I don't think she's getting mistreated by um, Lola. I just think, like, when they're like saying the story in um, Ryan's perspective, it's like she's so controlling that like Lola with her twins, she kind of controls them like, and she controls what she's doing. She doesn't let Brani like make her do stuff. 
So when um, I don't really think they're like bullying each other. I think it's more I like think the mom misinterprets it because of yeah. the relationship with her sister. Yeah, and I think I think Lola just like she's a strong and like independent young girl. So when Bryony like has to go against that, she doesn't want um to deal with that because she likes to have everything by herself. Yeah, like John said, I was saying like they're kind of like opposites, like two magnets. Like two North magnets, you know, they like repel each other. I think it's just like how Briny and Lola are. Lola's like, Briny likes to control people, Lola doesn't like to be controlled. Lola's more like, she does her own thing and like checks everybody else when they're out of place or something like that. And Briny just likes everything in place and likes everyone to do what she's doing. So, and what else is it? Why is she so tormented by Leon and Cecilia's lifestyle? Oh, sorry. My Emily sees the love. Yeah, okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, why is, why Emily see Lola as her sister and Bryony as being mistreated oh, by Lola? I don't, I don't think actually Bryony is mistreated by Lola. I just think that because Emily and Bryony's mom don't like her sister, who is Lola's mother, then the emotion brings them to Lola so that Emily thinks yeah. uh, Lola mistreats uh, her daughter. Yeah, Brian. Yeah. Yeah. She sees Lola as kind of like an extension of her sister in buying us an extension yeah. So I would have to agree with you guys, but I kind of think it also represents the, uh, probably the bad relationship Emily had with her sister and also why kind of boys. Yeah. Okay, so now my last question for chapter 6 is uh, why, uh, why is she, why is she so tormented by Leon and Cecilia's lifestyle? So like, I'm confused. What do you mean by like, to who's tormented? Who's Emily. Emily. Emily is okay. Well, in a way, she doesn't kind of like like the lifestyle. Like Cecilia is a student, and Leon is uh, as kind of like a banker. So like, maybe because there may be like the success. That they're having, I don't, that she's not getting, possibly. Yeah, I think it's that. Yeah. They're both being successful. Here, so. Can I see the question again? Um, yeah, get a good angle, man. Yeah, I gotta get like, yeah. <laughs> um, why, why is she so tormented by Leon and Cecilia's lifestyle? I don't, I don't feel like she's that tormented. Are you saying Emily's tormented by Leon? And, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't see Emily being that tormented. I, I think she's kind of controlling too, and like she just wants to see like her way to go. Yeah, uh, I said tormented because you know uh, to kind of like exaggerate it because she doesn't really like uh, their lifestyles really, as a student as a banker, so in a way. Yeah. So, right. How about you? To be honest, I'm not sure if it's that question, but. I think maybe she knows Cecilia is like smoking all the time, like, kind of pretty often. Yeah. And maybe she doesn't like that, and then she's romantic. Right. And now, when he, when she's having a headache. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay, we're gonna move on to um, chapter seven. So. Um,
My first question was that how Bryony goes into the forest and lashes out about all the problems she's dealing with. I have like three questions in one, but like, is it weird that she does this? Is this the right way to cope with these types of problems in our lives? And should she try to keep this anger inside or is it good that she's letting it out in this manner? Like, um, how do you feel about it? I think, I think it's, per, like, I don't think it's normal, but I think when you're a young kid, you're so much into your imagination that like, whatever like makes you relax i feel like it's good for her to do so like when she was like knocking all stuff i don't think it it's like i don't think it's weird but i just think it's normal for a young kid to do that yeah, i would have to i would have to agree with john with that one because usually when you usually when you're young uh you know they don't really understand like the fear of frustration so they end up taking it out on something which in this case were the weeds yeah right it's like it's like i said it was fast i think it, like he she tries to control as a like twins and Lola when they are in a play but no one wants to do it so I think she kind of just mad at them and they and she just went out and started slashing the needles yeah and I think it's good to let the angry is it called angry? anger angry out anger yeah anger anger, anger out so that she can feel better so she won't hide it in heart Mm -hmm. that, that might like okay. just not good. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I agree with you guys. I think it's a good way to just let it out. It doesn't really matter as long as you're not like hurting somebody else, or, like doing anything bad. She's just like letting out her anger in the way she feels like she can. So it's not good to hold in anger at all. So that's a good way of doing it. But um. My second question was, Lola seems to be a big enemy in Brian's life. Why do you think Brian dislikes her so much? Do you believe that is a deeper meaning behind their problem? Or is it just that Brian doesn't like that she can't control Lola or Lola is a simple human person? Yeah, I think it's, I don't think they're really enemies. I just think they both like being in control and none, both of them can't control the other. So I just think they get, they get kind of like nervous and want to be in control and with both of each other, around they can't really do it yeah yeah like john said i don't think they're enemies they just have they, they just have different like opposite personality mm. one of them is like controlling others and the other one is not being like the control mm. so yeah i would have to agree with that because Bonnie is kind of like the kind of like the ruler of everything and she wants everything to go her way Although it's kind of like the more free-spirited, independent person. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, I kind of think of them as like two alpha males. Like, yeah. You know, you can't yeah. have like an alpha and alpha, so it's like an alpha omega type thing. So I think they're just like two really, yeah, like all you guys said, like two people who have like strong personalities and can't really mesh with each other too much. But yeah, that's it for my chapter. All right. Um, I got chapter eight. Um, and then my question is, chapter eight focused on Robbie and how his views, um, how he views Cecilia in the world. Why do you think the author decided to highlight Robbie and his fantasies about Cecilia during this chapter? I think like uh, Robbie's fantasy about Cecilia maybe it's a 
it's a foreboding for Robbie to write a letter to her because they, she keep she keep thinking about Sarah's body. Then he wrote two letter two versions letter. Which one is good? Which one? No, the one was bad. Yeah, bad. Yeah. I would have to uh, I would have to kind of like agree with uh, Ray because in a, in a, in a way like Robbie is trying to kind of like uh, he treats Cecilia kind of like a object in a way in a way and because of that uh, he doesn't uh, quite understand Cecilia's feelings and it just makes it awkward and more kind of like inappropriate with each other yeah yeah um, I think this was kind of like his way of like getting into Robbie's mind mm-hmm. for like cause you know kind of shows how like a guy thinks of a girl kind of in a way like girls can't really know how guys think so I always think it was pretty like cool that the author did this it really showed the feeling that he had for Cecilia in a different way instead of just like saying that he loved her show all the little weird stuff but like yeah. yeah I feel like if we didn't get into Robbie's mind during like this part of the story that like he wouldn't have been a major character like if we didn't know what he was actually thinking because before when it was just talking about like how awkward it was when they met um they like and it was all about cecilia like nobody would ever really know what was happening so yeah all right then my next question is what do the two letters symbolize during this chapter do you think the other other letters had Robbie write. Oh, do you think the author had Rob, Robbie write two different letters so we can see how he really feels? I think the bad version of letters, which has the sexual language, really reveals what Robbie wanna say and what what he what he feels about um, Cecilia. Yeah. And but he changed his mind to write a, another version just because maybe like these words are not appropriate. Mm-hmm. I will have to agree with Ray on this one because I think uh, the the bad letter kind of like represents his like inner emotions for Cecilia, while his outer letter is how he wants to present himself to Cecilia. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I agree with everybody else in the way like it's sort of like the first letter is like a generic letter that you would write to somebody yeah yeah a generic letter you write to somebody like a basic little love letter like confessing their feelings but like like the author's doing what real feelings are i think that's what he's showing yeah Uh, yeah. i think the author was trying to illustrate that um robbie has two different sides to his personality and he wants to portray that like Robbie, it have Robbie wanted he wanted to portray that Robbie has yeah the two different sides, but one of the letters was I feel just supposed to be for him just so he like knows that he like really is starting to like um, Cecilia, but that he didn't want to come off as like weird or awkward to Cecilia, so he made the second letter and and as a result it um went bad for him. Yeah. Wait, okay. It's very possible that she just thinks it went good for him. Oh, oh it, it went good for him. Okay, I did the chapter 9, and the first question is, 
Cecilia spends so much time choosing what outfits she's going to wear for dinner. So, as a result, is it a foreboding to her love for Robbie? Right, here, let me read it. In chapter 9, Cecilia spends so much time choosing what outfit she is going to wear for dinner. Is it forbidding to her? Are these outfits forbidding to her love for Robbie? I guess in a way it's kind of like showing like how she wants to present herself to Robbie or to uh, her or to anyone else. You, you know how a girl um, is kind of, they want to dress up nice and they want to kind of like show off a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sort of like what Oscar said, I think it's like she's just trying to formulate herself into like attractive for she but she doesn't realize it that yeah. she's doing it she's just like doing it to do it because that's a girl's natural nature look good around guys girls don't want to look ugly around guys so yeah i think i agree with caillou like it's just natural but i don't think she's trying to look good just for robbie too i think i think she's like not she wants to look good for robbie but she's not like directly thinking oh i gotta look good for robbie like she just wants to look good period so like, if she meets anybody, they're all, she's all, like, normal. Yeah, I think in, because at the ending of the chapter, she eventually realized she kind of loved Robbie. So I yeah. believe it is kind of a forbidding to her love for Robbie since there's too many, like, outfits she can wear, but she's confusing what offer looks good. And... She, I think she won't, and she know Robbie's gonna go to the dinner. So I yeah, maybe there's a something that she wanna present the present her best side to Robbie. Yeah, 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 yeah. And my second question is, what's gonna happen to the relationship between Celia and Robbie after Brownie reading the bad version of the letter written by Robbie? I think I think it's gonna get even more awkward. Like I feel like, well, because they both we both now know that each of them like, likes each other, but I feel. Like after you hear somebody write that about you, it's gonna be pretty weird when you um like look at it over and think about it. So I I, I don't think it's gonna I think it's gonna be weirder than what it was before. Yeah. Yeah, like it'll be like because if he wrote kind of a more like cordial like cordial letter like a warm more letter it might have been as weird but like from what he said it might be like sort of like a middle school relationship where like little kids are like always awkward around the person they like I think it's gonna be real awkward around them but as soon later they'll be like more connected with each other but I think the this is like the start to their relationship building Sorry, sorry. I think it's gonna create an awkward moment for Bryony because for one reason she read the letter and she's too yeah. she's too naive uh, to know what what's it talking about. And I'm kind of uh, predicting like in future chapters, she's probably gonna misunderstand those feelings that were written in the letter and try to connect it with herself, and that's not gonna end well. So. Yeah. Okay. That's um that's it for this podcast and we'll see you next time. Yeah. See ya. Bye. Bye.